0: The prayer for joy in God's creation in the Book of Common Prayer says, O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes to behold thy gracious hand in all thy works, that rejoicing in thy whole creation, we may learn to serve thee with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made. Thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. This past Thursday, a third grader came to me and said, Can I tell you something? Now, you never know what is going to transpire after this preface, but I always say yes. He offered an insightful reflection about the beauty that he sees in the world around him and the beauty that he sees in his classmates at school. This comment inspired me and has been at the forefront of my mind ever since. I, too, have been seeking beauty in this world. Given the complexities of COVID-19 and everything else that is going on in this world, it can be hard to witness the beauty all around us. Whenever I go to the grocery store or when I go online I see expressions of miserableness all around me. It is palpable, it deeply troubles me, and quite frankly, I don't want to be around that miserableness. You see, I am striving these days to behold beauty. The prayer of joy in God's creation acknowledges God has filled the world with beauty And we beseech the creator of the universe to open up our eyes to the works of God. Today, I challenge you to open up your eyes to see the beauty all around. In the twilight of a brisk Saturday morning in late December, I could see the glorious smoke billowing and ascending up to the heavens for my barrel smoker, my 25-pound brisket had been smoking throughout the evening, covering the entire neighborhood in a delightful, enticing aroma. Later that evening, families who had been visiting loved ones that had been incarcerated in correctional institutions around the city would converge at the table at the Family Reconciliation House, To celebrate Christmas, the Family Reconciliation House is a hospitality house that serves families who visit loved ones who are incarcerated. With the rise in popularity of Nashville, hotel rooms have spiked in price, and these families could not afford a hotel room within the city. So the Family Reconciliation House offered them a free place to stay. While I was in prison, you visited me. Seasoned to perfection, the brisket at this hour was already forming its perfect, darkening bark. This bark would go on to trap the delectable juice spreading throughout the meat, forming a tender, savory symphony of flavors as it sat upon the palate. When I was hungry, you fed me. Many of these families, Christmas was a, a difficult time. While they watched on television images of families happily sitting around their tables enjoying a feast or sitting around a perfectly manicured tree, Christmas marked a time of sadness of someone who was not at the table. Later, That evening, after the brisket had been lovingly prepared, we gathered around the table to God, and we ate like kings. Whenever we assembled around the table at the family reconciliation house, I always experienced a distinct feeling of the gospel and the presence of Christ our King. There is something beautiful about table fellowship coming together, especially in the times of crisis, that is truly good for the soul. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. There is also something spiritual about barbecue, so it would seem. People have religious devotion to their particular brand of barbecue. Intense battles erupt in online forums between people from North Carolina Kansas City, Texas, Korea, and right here in the great state of Tennessee. Who has the best? Sauce, no sauce, pork only, beef only, etc., etc. And there are even internal disputes. Is it better to smoke a brisket fat up or fat down? Do you use tinfoil? And what temperature should you smoke it? Here in Nashville, people especially have devotions to their favorite particular barbecue spot. Edleys, Martins, Pegleg, and the interlopers from Memphis Central all have their faithful adherents. Through profound online presences and word of mouth, these establishments have garnered strong reputations and have expanded their base of loyal followers who proudly wear their merchandise, enthusiastically post on social media, and with intense pride, boldly proclaim their favorite brand of barbecue. We heard in our lesson from Ephesians, I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. Think about the churches here in Nashville or in the cities that you have grown up in. How did you learn about these different churches? What are their reputations. Of course, all churches since the formation of these faith communities have been seeking after God, but some seem to resonate better within their communities. Some churches have reputations for outstanding worship, robust children and family programs, dynamic preaching, and remarkable community outreach. The community in Ephesus had an exemplary reputation. The author of Ephesians offered remarks concerning their reputation and was impressed how vast the word spread throughout the known world at the time. They were known for having a sincere faith in Jesus Christ, which in turn manifested itself in showing love to everyone in their city. They were not just simply being nice to each other. Rather, their sincere belief in Jesus was predicated in the understanding that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. They truly believe that Jesus sits on the throne at the right hand of God. Through that belief, they have experienced the majesty of of the beauty of God all around them. It is through this experience of the beauty of Jesus they were transformed. When one comes into the beautiful presence of Jesus, you will be invariably changed. This transformation by being in the presence of the beauty of Jesus informed everything they did as a community, it was that experience that led this community to know their destination. Ephesians says, With the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which God has called you. Their destination was hope in the future. It is this experience of the risen Lord and Savior. That this community. It is in this faith they completely devoted themselves to Jesus in the present tense, in the here and now. This faith then led them towards their destination of hope in the future, a future where they could be rest assured that Jesus will indeed be present with them. Guiding them, leading them, and comforting them. As a result of their faith and hope, their reputation preceded them throughout the known world. Everyone knew of their sincere expression of faith and hope to Jesus our Lord. This is my hope for St. Bartholomew's for us to have a reputation that precedes us for sharing the gospel, serving the poor. And having sincere worship. We heard from Christ the King in our gospel lesson today. The King will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. And you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. As I was contemplating our gospel passage in the passage from Ephesians for today, I kept thinking about the bark of St. Bartholomew's. The bark of St. Bartholomew's utilizes the imagery of a ship with three masts. Those three masts are share the gospel, serve the poor, and worship God. Family Father Sammy has noted the whole of the bark is the community at St. Bartholomew's. As a community, we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus on this new journey. As one dear friend has often said, people need Jesus with skin on. As we recognize the beauty all around us, and especially here in the community of St. Bartholomew's, we will be overwhelmingly compelled to share the gospel. People with great enthusiasm share their favorite barbecue. Why can't we do the same for the king of the universe? When we serve the poor, we will recognize the beauty in others, especially in people who usually don't get treated well. The words of Jesus echo here at St. Bartholomew's. And as, as we are serving the poor, we are serving the king of the universe. And you will see beauty as we serve the poor. As we worship God with one another, God will open our eyes to seeing beauty. It is in this beauty that we can have hope, true hope. It is in that hope that we will have true joy and it will shine behind our mask and it will make a profound difference in this city and in the world around us. My prayers today that God will open our eyes to the beauty all around us and that we will receive joy given to us by the King of the universe. For Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again.